Hello, welcome back to season three of Reservation for Two. Thank you guys for just um, continuing to support my podcast. And this season, I'm, I'm kicking it off with a pretty spicy title. Um, so I'm not going to take up too much time because I got a lot of information to cover. So um, glad to be back. Um, and we're going to jump right in. Our topic today is going to be ride or die or versus living a lie. Keep in mind that I am basically in the, in the purpose behind this is to myth bust to kind of give people a peace of mind and heart who are dating strictly from that perspective i just do a deep data data search on my sites to look for some credible um information to kind of subside some of the bad negative information out there we got to protect our hearts and that is my goal is to just protect our hearts i am by no means a professional relationship counselor. I'm just trying to put tools out there that we as regular everyday folk can go and, and research some of the things that can really leave us in a bad space if we don't know how to go and counteract some of the negative things putting out there specifically to the a historical black church and and just as far as dating and just uh melanin folk in general. So we're going to jump right into the title of a ride or die versus just living a lie right away. So uh, ride or die currently is an expression for many friends, family members, and romantic partners, regardless of gender, basically, who will always stick by your side. And this is a definition that comes out of OneLove.org, written by uh, Carrie Manor in November of 2021. She goes on to say that uh, the Bonnie and Clyde image has been specifically associated to ride or die when it comes to romantic partners, and it usually promotes a very unhealthy relationship. Um, it it, it uh, basically states that the weaker sex or partner in the relationship is willing to risk it all for this one bad actor. Ride or Die actually originated uh, from a whole different place. It actually was a term that early motorcycle riders used to use uh, because they just loved riding their motorcycles. So bike riders would state, I'd rather die than not be able to ride my motorcycle. Just a pure love for the sport. So that even further perplexed me. And that's where I, I've got a myth bus of what ride or die actually really should have meant when it came to relationships. So the living the lie part for me, when it comes to the whole ride or lie part is uh, ride or die should have translated into instead of being tied to a body and client circumstances, possibly should have been more of a healthy, deep love and a safety and joy that you get out of this relationship. Like the sport, there was a pure love for the sport. So the statement was, I would rather die than not be able 
to ride my motorcycle. So that love should have translated, I would think, into relationships as well. But it became more of a off-sided, equal, unequally uh, reciprocal relationship that you just got to be willing to take all these unnecessary risks. And if you love me, you'll stay. So uh, the real problem in our society, with that said, is um, we we really like to prove how bad we are. You know, we were all about this whole bad boy, bad girl image, and we even translated it to our romantic location relationships with this whole ride or die, Bonnie and Clyde imagery. So uh, we we know that if someone was just to come out and just say something like they just deeply love someone, it just seems soft. Or, you know, we have other terms for it, but it's never, we use the word simp now, it used to be other terms in the back, in the back, back in the day, but everybody got to be so hard on each other instead of just showing the power, there is a power in love. So I don't know how we've translated it to such a weak thing, but it's like one of the most powerful things on earth. The most powerful things have happened based on a love of something, right? So how can we play it down when it comes to the actual relationship side of it? We see the power in everything else. People love football. They love basketball. And I mean, hardcore love fans don't care who knows it, tattoo it all over their bodies, get cards with the names on it. But when it comes to our actual relationships, we want to play that love soft. Real interesting. Unless we're the bad boy, right? And we run it. <laughs> so it, it definitely precedes a very unhealthy outcome when you're dealing with relationships with those type of um, mindsets. So psychological uh, psychology today wrote an article back in 2000, January 2013, and then they revised it in 2016, and they addressed the whole living a lie uh, process, which is basically self-deception, right? So uh, the article reads, in recent years, cognitive psychologists have gathered bountiful evidence that uh, self-deception is a basic feature of all human minds. While deceiving your mind to snap out of like a state of depression can be considered healthy, you start forcibly putting positive thoughts in your mind, even if at that moment you don't see anything positive, that's, that's a healthy form of self-deception to pull you out of a dark space. Or even if you're afraid of something, using thoughts to encourage you not to fear can be a healthy form of self-deception. And these are examples that they gave in the article. But not having healthy rational skills about money, career, sexual identity, and relationship can be very devastating and have very devastating consequences. So how do we have authentic, loyal connections and work past some of the self-deceptions that we have today, ones that I mentioned earlier? So you know me, we're going to go right on into a scripture. 
and we're going to talk about a story that I think kind of will give us an idea of, of how to work past to really build a healthy ride or die type of situation. So um, King David in the Bible, we're going to look at uh, 2 Samuel 9, 1 through 13, and I'm just going to do a, a real quick overview of what this scripture was talking about. We know back then, and even today, we're dealing with a war today in Ukraine, but um, there was war, uh, and in that time when there was war, they killed all of the, the king's leadership. They killed everybody. But in this case, uh, while this land called Lodabar was left basically as one of the poorest parts of the world at that time, um, and anything that came out of Lodabar was considered low life. You know, these were struggling, impoverished people, and they even had a statement of nothing good could come out of Lodabar because of how this place was left after war. However, uh, normally, all the relatives would be killed from the previous kingdom because how many know, people know that king, uh, uh, heredity also not only breeds um, similarity in face, but similarity in thoughts, and greatness can come from your seed. So they would kill all of the royal people. But in this case, young, one young man, uh, Mephibosheth, actually uh, was a descendant of royalty. However, because of King David's loyalty to his best friend, Jonathan, he, he, he not only did not kill Mephibosheth, but he invited him to constantly come to the king's table. And a lot of people question that for several reasons. Number one, like I said, Lodovar was not a place that, you know, high-end folk came from. So not only was this man not wealthy and probably didn't have the finest clothes, but he actually also was uh, crippled. So you're talking about a person with a, a uh, dysfunctional body um, and the loyalty of the love that David had to his Jonathan, who was who had passed on, carried into his seed. So I truly see this story as a ride or die situation because there's no reason on no level that David, King David, should care anything about this person, especially since the person that he truly had a relationship with has gone on. So it really shows that even in his death, the loyalty that David had with Jonathan superseded into even building connections with his seed. That's a ride or die because loyalty definitely is a sign of ride or die and to still feel the need to honor what was left. And this guy in his broken state still making him a regular attendant at the table. Because we know when you eat with somebody, that's very intimate. So he allowed him into some intimate space. So with that, I would like to propose a new thought along the lines of the first meaning of ride or die, which was a pure love of the sport. The new thought for ride or die is love someone 
with their brokenness. We all live in a glass house, right? And, and for those of you who don't know what glass house means, that means that don't be a hypocrite. We all have something in our life that you were embarrassed to talk about, something you've experienced, something you've thought, uh, something you may even still be struggling with today. And you're like, man, if they knew this about me, would they still like me? Would they still want to be around me? But you know that if you allow that person into your space, it's going to be something you have to share, right? So it's one of those things where they're going to see it. You know, let's just say that um, this is something for women, I would say, is a good example. You know, we are rearing to all these hairstyles and we may feel like if they see me in my natural state with my natural hair, will they still see me as beautiful? That's a real thought for a lot of African-American women because we know that we've never always been seen as beautiful in our natural state. So that's a real concern, you know, for these women. Like, can I be just my natural self um, around you and it just not totally turn you off and make you run off? So that's an example there. Or for a guy, maybe, you know, he has some um, skin or hair care regimen that could be embarrassing to allow someone else uh, to see. Uh, and he's like, if they know this about me, will they, you know, maybe they have to scratch their throat because that can be kind of annoying to folk and they don't, they can hide it for a little bit. But if I let you in this space, will this be something that would make you run on? You want to be in a relationship with some person with all of that stuff going on, the love doesn't change. They're like, yeah, it's whatever, but there's something so much deeper than that that's drawing me to you. That's something kind of special, right? But we know that comes from being your authentic self and, and building a connection, something way deeper than surface. This ain't surface love. We talking grown folk love. Now, uh, grown folk love, go to the side of a hospital bed and sit there for months uh, waiting for that special person to heal because you know you love them like that. So let, let's keep this moving forward. Um, uh, as far as being able to not demand perfection because none of us are perfect, right? So you know, loving somebody that can have their moodiness, uh, that can have a dysfunctional family, uh, they're socially uncomfortable, uh, but never, 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 and I always like to throw this in, never abusive. We, we, what, that's going back to that bad side of ride or die. That's not healthy. That's a one-sided relationship. We're talking about just things that you're working through character flaws in a, in a way where you can work to better that. Nothing that's going to damage other people, but it's something internally that you have to work through and it's a progressive thing for you. I'm talking about areas um, in your life that haven't quite been figured out yet, but they're not malicious. They're not going to hurt other people. That's something deeper and you definitely need to seek professional guidance on those type of things. I'm just talking about little quirks that we may have that we think may another person might may not understand, but if they love us enough, they give me my space to deal with that as I will give them theirs. So trust people's uh, 
recovery too, recovery story. There's people who've been through some stuff and uh, you hang around them long enough and you can see that there's definitely been some great uh, changes in their life. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't choose the neighborhoods they start out in and they might have had to do hustle in a different way when they came out. But um, they have totally did about face and have years and years of great choices. So let, let's not dig up folk past and try to stick them in a time that they far past. They far exceeded. That's not healthy. Um, and uh, knowing all of their flaws is still saying, because what is good in you is always also good for me, I'm willing to see where this goes. People have to be more like Miss Bonita. I don't know if you remember that character from Living Color, but um, she was just a neighborhood gossip, right? Uh, but there was just one person that she just really was protective of, even though, you know, she would make little silly comments. She still would go back to don't nobody ever say anything about Miss Jenkins, you know? And we have people in our lives that, you know, we may joke to a point, but because of the respect and the love that we have for person, you just are not going to be able to say anything and everything about that person around me. Um, you want that for your ride or die relationship that you protect that person because you, you have an ex you've experienced that person in a level that many people may never get to experience that person. You've had that vulnerable space with that person where you got to sit and just watch that person and see who they really are. And you know, and you've learned that this person has pure intentions concerning you. So you've built a bond that most people won't understand. But the ride or die, you like, I'm gonna protect that. So you can't say and do anything when it comes to this person with being present. So uh, let's, let's just try to return to the days where true value system of recognizing good in people meant something. And truly embracing the richness that comes with that. Rich, um, richness adds joy and peace and worth of kindness and most importantly love in our in our lives and these are heart healers for the heartbroken we need more good trouble like john lewis we need good company and we need good vibes in these uh, dating spaces we, we really need to turn around this negative connotation that comes with dating we know there are some negative things out there but there's also some very beautiful things in people and just meeting good people is a great thing um, in any walk of life any time in life and i think as a dater you get more opportunities to be great people regardless of how the outcome is uh there's still good people in the world don't be tricked. There's still beautiful, beautiful people in the world. And we cannot carry this stigma of anyone single is dealing with something. And we all are dealing with something, but it may not be a deal breaker. So we got to recognize the difference and, and learn to love better and, and be open to joy that comes with knowing 
good people and good vibes. So I'm going to ask for the check here. It's a day on the check. We talked about uh, love of the motorcycle and the now or day new ride or die. Remember, the motorcycle was just a pure love for the sport. These these bikers were like, look, if I can't ride this bike, I'd rather die. And and how unfortunately it transcended into something more like a negative bad boy uh story love story of this chick that is willing to just die like Romeo and Juliet to be with this bad boy um they don't kind of match up so we need to move towards more of a pure love and a healthy love and a joy of being in a relationship versus putting somebody at risk okay so the next thing we talked about was living a lie which was self-deception don't deceive yourself don't be in bad relationships just to save face uh that's not ride or die that's just flat living a lie so don't deceive yourself there we also talked about lodabar which was a broken person still being loved that's that's a real ride or die situation because you're seeing a person in a broken space and you're loving them bigger than the broken part. You're seeing other richnesses, other promises, other purposes uh, for loving this person. So you're you're digging a little deeper than that surface love, and you're loving a person based on something deeper than that. And then we ended with the new thought of possibly what a ride or die relationship should look like. You you protect that, you're a vulnerable person and you're protecting that beauty that you find within that person. So today's tip is a little bit longer uh, because I actually did also go back to the Bible story of um, Tamar. And um, who she was is uh, she was uh, considered basically a black widow. Uh, she, in that day, if you were married to a man, he died in war or whatever, then your brother of that man would become your new husband. Basically, you just stayed in the family lineage. lineage. So Tamar had married one brother of Judah. He died. He was a very evil man. Actually, it says God put him to death, and then she married another brother. Once again, he wasn't right. It says God put him to death. So now uh, Judah's like, look, I, I, she's not marrying my third son because it seems like every man she get with is, is dying. So he was like, no, this stops right here. But God had writes every story, and he was like, no, she's supposed to bear fruit within this family line. So she became, she knew her purpose. So she, everybody may not agree with what she did, but she she got very strategic and uh, was able to uh, have children with Judah himself because they did have multiple wives then, so that wasn't nothing out of the ordinary. However, the way she went about it would not necessarily be what we would recommend. However, she felt within her heart, this was a prophecy. And she did actually fulfill that prophecy because she is part of Jesus' bloodline. Had she not happened, he would not be here. So if anything, if you're going to be ride or die, uh, 
the tip is make sure it's purpose driven. Uh, before you consider a ride or die relationship, you should know your purpose. You should know what you want out of your life and what type of person will fit into that. So if you want to be a, let's say you want to be a pilot, right? And you drive, fly commercial airlines, you're going to be gone a lot. So you definitely want a woman who can handle you being God a lot. That That's knowing your purpose before you add somebody to it. You can't ride or die something when you don't know what your purpose is. So it's so important that whatever you do, if you want loyalty and committed commitment, have a full thought out purpose or vision of what you want your life to look like. And some even say every five years, you need to check, rewrite a new one, you know, uh, just so that you're making sure the people in your circle are part of your plan. Okay? So I'm not saying get rid of all your friends. I'm just saying recognize what type of friends you may need for that season as well. So you may need to add some folk to that. As well. So I know this was a longer tip than most of my tips, but I thought it was necessary to encourage people to get into some good trouble, get a good purpose for what you need to do, sit down with yourself and and really know what your purpose is in your next phase of life and, and surround yourself with some ride or die people who you feel and know will be a good fit that for that plan, especially when it comes to relationship. Uh, once again, I always thank you guys for being a part of my podcast. I'm so glad you took time out to listen, and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, thank you uh, for listening to Season three's kickoff. Bye-bye.